celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. Well, I don't compare him to anyone because he's unique, and he is... uh... He was just very competitive. He always said he didn't have any talent, and it was all day effort. Of course, he had talent. He had uh, he had tremendous instincts and uh, tremendous uh, drive and toughness. One of the best defenders I ever saw play basketball. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Broadcasting live today from Bullfrog Spas. Back out here in Bluffdale. Very excited about it. 668 West, 146 South. We'll be talking about it throughout the show. Uh, Gordon uh, joins me now. And Gordon, we've got Jeff Hornacek coming up here in a few minutes. But uh, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, Jake, hope you're doing well. And Austin and all our listeners out there, interesting day today, uh, a day for reflection, I think, as much as anything. Yeah, and uh, this is, you know, there are some days that really stand out uh, throughout a career in in this business, Gordon, and sometimes they're for good reasons and sometimes they're for bad. And uh, today is is one of those days that uh, I'm sure you and I will both remember this show, but... uh, uh, it's just, you know, kind of one of those impactful things or impactful figures, uh, not only in the world of sports, but certainly our community. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think today is going to be a day of, uh, of memories and celebration as uh, Jerry Sloan passed away today at the age of uh, 78. And, and Gordon, somebody you covered for a long, long time. Yes, indeed. And uh, so many stories uh, I have in my memory banks. Uh, about Jerry, and uh, we'll get into all that and share a whole lot of memories. I like the way you said that, Jake. I like the word celebrate. I like that word a lot uh, on a day like today with Jerry. Uh, What a life. What a life that guy lived. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get into the details and uh, all the reflections and what a lineup of people we have for the show today, Uh, people who can talk about jerry and their thoughts on him it's pretty uh pretty solid uh jeff hornacek is going to join us as i mentioned coming up here in a couple of minutes to uh to start off the show brad rock is going to be on at 2 30 steve clowkey will be with us at three chris morris at 3 30 we'll still do uh daily assist with howard back at four steve brown excited to talk to steve at 4 30 craig bowler jack at five and randy rigby at uh, 5.30, and uh, that is a, a great lineup, great work by Austin, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll honor Jerry today on the show, Gordon, and uh, very excited to do so. Yeah, uh, right off the top, uh, Jake, uh, when I say the name Jerry Sloan to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind? 
Uh, you know what, Gordon? I, I, I'm going to think about that because let's, <laughs> uh, let's get right to it. Let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, of course, jazz great Jeff Hornacek on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jeff, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us today. We appreciate it. No, you're welcome, guys. Uh, Gordon just asked me this question. Jeff, I'll ask you, what's the first thing that comes to mind when we mention the name Jerry Sloan? Great guy. Um, you know, we all know him as coach and the intensity that he brought to the game. Um, but I think what, you know, probably only a, a bunch, maybe a handful of people really got to see him on his softer side, which maybe he didn't want that to be out. But, uh, you know, I think about the times that after games, uh, you know, just seeing him and Phil and, and uh, having a beer and just talking about things. And, you know, some of it was basketball, some of it wasn't. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, it's hard to describe how you know great a guy he was just because he was he had his John Deere hat on. He, you know, he, he had all the quotes about bringing your lunch pail to work. And when, when, the, when that was over, um, it was just just good old Jerry. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a sad day for all of us. Uh, but, you know, he has brought so many memories to all of us and, and kind of shaped our lives in, in ways that, uh, you know, we, we didn't think prior to meeting him. Jeff, it's good to hear your voice, my man. Good to hear from you. Hey, Gordon. Um, I guess in your career, you as a player and as a coach, Jeff, I'm sure you have seen a lot of duplicity in two-faced people, people who aren't what they seem to be or they're one thing in one group or in another thing in another another situation. Jerry struck me as being authentic through and through. Well, no doubt about that. You know, he... Uh... Uh, a Midwestern guy he used to go back in the summers and work on his farm and um, basketball was something he loved. He loved coaching it. Uh, uh, guys and players, you know, loved playing for him because he demanded things out of you. Uh, he demanded that toughness. He demanded the togetherness, team play. And, uh, you know, when, uh, you know, when you're playing for him and, you know, I grew up in Chicago watching him play, you know, when he was back in the day with the Bulls, with uh, uh, Norm Van Leer and Chet Walker, Bob Love and those guys. And, and I'm just a young kid going, man, this guy really, he'll knock someone over. He'll die for balls. Uh, you know, the, that's, that's the way to play the game. And, you know, he carried that on through his coaching and, you know, we played against the Jazz, or I played against the Jazz for many games, you know, 50 or 60 times before I ever, you know, got that in that trade to come to the Jazz. And, you know, Jerry was intense on the sidelines when I got traded. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I can if I can live up to the defense that he expects, <laughs> you know, because uh, if you didn't play defense, you weren't going to be out there. But, uh, you know, he was great. And, you know, he wanted the best of every player out there. Uh, and, you know, it's – when he got on somebody, it wasn't to, to ride him or anything. He truly wanted the best for that player and felt that maybe you could give more, and, and uh, that's why guys would run through wall, brick walls for him. As you moved into your own coaching career, what did you try to take from uh, your experience with Coach Sloan? Yeah, anytime you get into coaching, uh, um, you, know, you, you look at your your – past and the experience that you had with coaches and 
And I think the biggest thing with Jerry was, hey, demand it every night. You know, every night you should be out there. It doesn't matter if it's uh, if you're up by 20 points, down by 20 points, and you don't run back on defense. Uh, you know, that's that's not the way you play the game. And uh, you know, I talked about it earlier with some some uh, uh, station about, and I think it was Carmelo uh, who said it when I was coaching the Knicks. He goes, "Yeah, Jeff's a laid back coach." But every once in a while, he'll pull out his Jerry Sloan and gets everybody's attention. And, uh, you know, I thought that was a, a perfect way to put it, how I got from Jerry is, you know, Jerry was, Jerry was a calm, you know, hey, this is what we're supposed to do. This is how we want it done. And then only occasionally would he do that and, and get after somebody. And, you know, a lot of times with John and Carl, it was, it was great because, you know, Jerry would go after those guys occasionally for not running back on defense or, or not doing something. And uh, a lot of times it was, obviously, you're not going to get on John or Carl because it was the, the half a percentage time that they ever you know did something wrong. But uh, he was doing it to emphasize it for the rest of the team. And a lot of times in the locker room, he at halftime, he would go after Carl. And I'd look over at John. And we both kind of put our hands above our face and try not to start laughing because he wasn't yelling at Carl. He was yelling at Carl, but to get to the other guys. Uh, uh, so he had a way of knowing how to coach, how to motivate guys. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, he was just great to play for and be around. Jeff, uh, I mean this question in the very best sense. But had you ever been around anybody who could string together colorful profanity as well as Jerry could? I didn't. I never heard any of those. <laughs> I think you need to ask the referees that question. <laughs> oh, no, man. That, I, I mean, Je- Je- Jeff, he had it down to an art form. I mean, I, I, it was almost. It was almost. Uh, it was. It was literature. I mean, no way he could do it. Well, you know, I, I think some of the, the intensity that Jerry is, you know, Jerry wasn't coaching or playing necessarily for the fans. And when, when he got out there, it was that, that zeroed in, I'm between the lines, we have a game to win, and, you know, I don't care. That's where all his focus was. And, um, you know, he wasn't one of these players that's going to be, you know, when he played, he wasn't ever – looking up in the stands and throwing fist bumps, uh, fist pumps or any of that stuff, he was doing his job. And, uh, and that's what we all admired and, and respected about him is it was all about the game. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think there were times, and now that we talk about that, that uh, uh, Jerry would tell us, you know, in a practice, hey, that's a travel you know, and they'd, they'd say, okay, that's, that's a traveling call. You travel. They were like, coach, the referees are not going to call that. I don't care. That's traveling. You know, try to clean it up. So, you know, he definitely wanted to play the, the, the game the way it was supposed to be played. Jeff Hornacek is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, when you uh, reflect back on your experience with Jerry Sloan, is there a particular memory or thought that, uh, that will come to mind? Oh boy, that's a that's a tough one to knock down. Uh, um, you know, I, there are so many things about Jerry that uh, I think obviously when John made that shot and we went to the finals, you know, it wasn't 
just the players. It was for the coaching staff, for all the fans, uh, and to see Jerry's happiness in that. And, you know, the one regret is that we never won a championship for him. Uh, he's one of the greatest coaches ever, and, and uh, you know, we wish we would have been able to do that. So he, he would have had that on his, uh, on his resume. But, um, you know, it's just the, the goodness of him that when he looked at his players, he, like I said before, he wanted the best for them. And he wanted to give you that opportunity to to do that. Uh, I know with with me, I had a bad knee, and he he had a bad knee when he was playing, and and he knew that you know, there are some days where maybe my practices weren't very good, or I shouldn't be practicing. And you know, he made sure that he was in tune with his players, and and to say, look, you know, take today off uh, and be ready. And you know, I came back there's my last couple of years in the league. This could be one of the shocking moments a coach will ever tell a player. Uh, he told me, he goes, I don't want you to pick up a basketball. I don't want you to train until you get to training camp. And I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, uh, and he understood it. He understood it's a long season. Um, and I can't remember exactly what year that was, but I didn't do anything until I went to training camp. And he told me, he goes, I know you can get in shape in three weeks. You know, through exhibition season, yeah, you might not be quite ready, but we know you will be for the first game of the year. And, and that's what I did those last few years in the league was um, uh, he, he told me, hey, rest during the summer. You know, you'll be ready for the first game. And, and that was something that was special. You're not going to get many coaches that tell you that. Jeff, you were a cerebral player, and it seems to me like Jerry – as tough as he was, there were times when he would listen to his players. He would listen to people. He, he, he had a, a modesty about him. He was in charge. I get that. But he had a modesty about him that was unique, I thought. And I remember asking him one time how his matchups were went against Jerry West when he was covering him. And Jerry looked at me and he said, it's a direct quote, he said, kicked my ass every time. <laughs> and you know, so that he was he was humble about the way he would approach things. Did he listen to the players when when there was a conversation? Was it a conversation, or was he just giving declarative statements? No, absolutely. He was a he was a players' coach. Uh, uh, like you said, he was in charge. But after games, you know, John and I would you know wander down to the bar, and Jerry and Phil were down there having a beer after a game, and. You know, we'd say, Coach, you know, can we do this? Can we take a look at that? And he was like, yeah, let's do it tomorrow in practice. And he'd say, Phil, you know, let's, let's make sure we take a look at that in practice. So he, you know, he, he respected his players' uh, uh, thoughts. And, you know, he didn't always do them, but he would listen to it and, and try it out and, you know, see if the coaching staff uh, uh, thought it was a good idea. So, you know, obviously his – his relationship with John and Carl for so many years uh, that there was a trust uh, of those three guys that, you know, they could, they could tell each other anything. And probably just like us playing, uh, they knew what – John probably knew what Jerry wanted before Jerry even got it out of his mouth and vice versa. So, um, you know, that's, that's – uh, uh, when I look back in my career and the years with the Jazz, how special it was to be in an organization that allowed that to happen. You know, a lot of organizations, and I've, I've already figured that out a few times through coaching. This is a, uh, you know, it's all immediate. It's all immediate uh, gratification. And, um, you know, they, they don't understand how the keeping a team, keeping a coach, keeping that stability 
uh, will work. And Larry and Gail, uh, uh, you know, definitely did that with Jerry. And that's why the Utah Jazz organization is always thought of as one of the uh, the tops in the league because of that. And uh, you know, he set the standard, and uh, you know, it's just. Uh, uh, special for me that I was able to watch him play, uh, learn from him, play for him, and then take some of his coaching stuff too. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sorely miss it. Jeff Hornacek is with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, and I, I know it's not the reason we, we had you on the show today, but uh, have, did you watch uh, the Michael Jordan docuseries and have any thoughts on how uh, your teams were portrayed? <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, I thought it was a good documentary. You know, we watch it as a family, and my kids were, uh, uh, two of them were here, so, you know, we got to watch it. And, you know, they were little when all that stuff happened, so they didn't really understand it. And, you know, uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was good for, you know, young players now to understand, uh, you know, from Michael's side how, how the stuff he had to go through as a superstar, John and Carl went through it and still had to play and get double teamed and all that stuff. Um, you know, I think uh, for us, it's still, I think probably most of us agree that in 97, the Bulls were a better team. In 98, we were the better team. We just, uh, I felt that 10 day layoff hurt us. You know, we got back to playing. 96%, you know, of what we were doing before that. We were really playing well prior to that. And uh, we just, you know, 10 days off, you can practice, you can do all that. But uh, I, I felt it just took a little bit away from us, and that was a little bit uh, that didn't get us over that hump. So uh, I told I told my kids the other day, I said, wait a second. That season, we beat them twice in the regular season. So really it's 4-4. Four to four. Let's go play another <laughs> game and, you know. Have a tiebreaker game. <laughs> well, you know, Jeff, I, I thought that team that in that 98 year was the best jazz team I ever saw. And uh, some numbskull, namely me, picked the jazz to beat the Bulls. I really thought you guys were better, even even with Michael Jordan. And uh, it didn't work out that way. But I, when we went back and reviewed those games, every one of them except for that one blowout was a one-possession game. Yeah, I mean, we had opportunities. Um, you know, they hit some shots. Obviously, Michael hit the, you know, I think he was at the year that he hit one in the first game and then the last game. But, but uh, um, you know, we were right there. You know, a couple uh, – I, I totally forgot about the five-point swing on the, the, the Howard Isley three and, and uh, Ron Harper shot after the, the – shot clock buzzer that if we were playing in today's game they would have reviewed both of those and there would have been a game seven jeff we can't thank you enough for coming on with us today thank you very much hang on hang on hang on i gotta ask jeff one more question you you had a great playing career you had you did the coaching thing you raised your kids you're always a great family man what the heck are you up to these days Oh, you know, uh, I think still got a little bit of the coaching itch. Uh, you know, I love basketball, love the strategy of the game. Uh, you know, I, I constantly look at rosters and go, okay, well, how would this team get better? That team get better? And, uh, so I still have that. I'm, I'm not over the hill yet, but I think there's still some years to, uh, stay in the game. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that next season, see if I can uh, 
uh, you know, continue to, to get on. I, I did consulting with the Nets one year, and, uh, you know, that was, that was fun to see both sides of it. I learned a lot that year just seeing what the front office looks at compared to what the coaches look at. Um, so I've, I've learned a lot in these, these last six years. So uh, hopefully still, still stay involved somehow. Man, we miss you around here. Well, we, you know, we miss Salt Lake. as a, as a great place. Uh, um, hopefully someday we'll get back. And, you know, we, we don't get back to visit as much as we wanted to. I, I think I told Dennis last year, I said, I'm going to try to come to a few of the games. And then you get busy chasing kids. We had a grandson. Uh, you know, our, our grandson was born in, in October. So we were kind of, you know, running back and forth, uh, visiting there. And, uh, you know, and then the, the coronavirus hit. So well, we didn't get up to Utah, um, you know, to, to see some games. But you know, I don't think they'll let fans in, but out of – I don't like to go in some of the playoff games once they get going, but uh, we'll see. Well, thank you very much, Jeff. Stay well. Okay, guys. See you. Jeff Hornacek with us here on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, pretty great way to start the show. Yeah, that's uh, Jeff. Uh, well, the only thing we didn't ask Jeff was, Oh, when Jerry was listening to you, taking your suggestions, did he ever listen when you said, hey, coach, how about running a play for me every once in a while? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Probably not, uh, I wouldn't think. Probably not. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, yeah. Big thanks to Jeff for, for jumping on. Uh, we'll get that interview up at 1280, uh, 1280thezone.com as soon as possible. Hey, Gordon, I have a little project that, uh, that I want to do today, and uh, I, I think we need our, our listeners' help because we're going we're gonna to have a bunch of interviews today, but, uh, and we're going to get uh, you know, reaction and thoughts and memories you know, from uh, folks from Jerry's life and in the media and around the jazz. But we want, uh, I, I was thinking we still want the listeners to have uh, an opportunity to kind of voice their opinion too. And so let me run this by you. Do you think this is a good idea? I thought we could open up the open mic, and we could leave it open really all weekend. And it, it's on our app. Uh, download it, Zone Sports Network app. Go to the open mic feature. It allows you to record up to 15 seconds of audio right there on your phone. You hit send. It goes to uh, straight to Austin in the control room. I thought, let's leave that open mic open all day into the weekend. Let's get all of our listeners' thoughts. Of course, you know, you have to, you have to get them in in 15 seconds. But let's string those together, Gordon, as long as it becomes and, and play it in a big segment next week on Tuesday. Sounds good to me. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I, I think on a day like this, people do need to – do need to be able to express themselves, you yep. know. A lot of people. Jerry was open to a lot of people. This is one of the things, and Jeff was talking about it, and I've written about it a number of times, but uh, I have a column up right now. Uh, it's essentially that Jerry was uh, a lion and a lamb. And that, that lamb side of him uh, is is underplayed. I mean, this is a guy who has had this tough, leathery kind of reputation. You don't mess with him and all this stuff. But I saw him time and time again interact with fans, families, in a way that uh, would be everything that fans would hope it would be. So please share with us. Uh, go to uh, the open mic on the Zone Sports Network app. 
and record that audio. We'll put them all together. We'll put them up online, too, as a Zone listener tribute uh, to Jerry Sloan, and we'll play it in its own segment coming up on Tuesday. But we'll get it online. If you leave us one, we will include it. Uh, and uh, Gordon, I was thinking, you know, what if what if it turns into like a half an hour? We'll still we'll still play it. I thought it'd be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I can't get enough of that. Let, letting people uh, voice their tributes. All right, Brad Rock is coming up next. And uh, as I said, here's here's the lineup today. We are wall to wall guests. Steve Klauke at three. Chris Morris at 3.30, Howard Beck at 4, Steve Brown at 4.30, Bowler at 5, Randy Rigby at 5.30. Gordon, I know you have a lot of thoughts and memories that you want to share as well, so we've got a lot to do today. Uh, We are live at Bullfrog Spas. We're out here in Bluffdale. Uh, Come on out and join us. It's their uh, Memorial Day sale. I'm actually, Gordon, I'm uh, not in our normal spot. I'm in a conference room adjoining the showroom, but Mm -hmm. there's a big old window that I'm facing, so I, I still get to, to wave at our listeners. And we do today have jazz gear to give away. So we're, we're back with the gear. Very excited about that. And uh, you can give me a wave as you come down here to Bullfrog Spas. But they, uh, Gordon, there's people out here buying spas, man. They, they oh, must yeah. be in the, uh, the Gordon Monson category uh, of uh, people just looking for a little, a little leisure in their life. Well, as you know, I have a bullfrog spa, and uh, uh, their guys down there came. We redid our deck, and so the guys came and got it and then and stored it, and then they brought it back yesterday. Great service, by the way, and, uh, and uh, it's, uh, we love it. We love, we love that spa, and from what I understand, they have a new factory, man, where they're just uh, yep. pumping out those new spas, and it's, uh, the business is good because the product is. I was actually just talking to Bill about that that new factory, and I can't remember the exact square footage he was telling me, but it is giant. So they are absolutely uh, pumping out spas. And and Gordon, the the of course it's great deals. Uh, You know, this is a Utah company. It's right here, big big time sale. But what they want to uh, push, where they're kind of pushing uh gordon the this weekend is is the customizable experience and i know i'm speaking your language there where you can get a custom tub what you want that's perfect for your house and uh we've talked about it a lot it literally the best spas made in the world made right here at bullfrog and you can have that custom for your house pretty cool and that's why they have that big new factory because they are servicing the entire globe. It seems like, and uh, but you know, folks here locally can get their hands on them too, just like I did. Do you have a preferred spot in your bullfrog? Is there is there like a corner that's that's your particular favorite? Uh, well, because of the packs and the way you can move them around, uh, you you don't need to have one favorite spot. You can. You can do a lots of different things, and so I like to, I like to get around in that tub a little bit. Well, the jetpacks are pretty cool. Uh, they, uh, they, you, right. It's a customizable experience, even so you can it, get everything yeah, the way you want it. They're terrific. All right, so come on by and see us, uh, six sixty eight West, one hundred forty six South in Bluffdale, but really just off of I fifteen and head west, half a heartbeat, and you'll run right into us. We'll get to more big show coming up next. Brad Rock joins us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. What I love 
loved about Coach was uh, just his consistency, his commitment to doing it the right way, his integrity in the locker room and on the court. And, um, and I think that he made a lot of players better. I think he helped a lot of guys along the way with his uh, toughness, and, um, and he was a real guy. You know, he's the kind of guy I could say, Coach, I'm building a fence today. Can you come help me dig some post holes? Oh, yeah, sure, I'll be there. He never changed. He never wavered, and I think that's what I, I remember most. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. Celebrating the life of Utah Jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. One great thing about Jerry was, especially with me, no matter what happened the night before, the next day he was always like, good morning, you know, and he gave you a high five. And all those times Jerry was yelling at me and I thought it was his fault and it was my fault. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. Watson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 at the zone, broadcasting live today from Bullfrog Spas, right out here in Bluffdale, right off the 146 south exit off 515. Just head west. You'll uh, run right into us. Uh, come on by, take advantage of their Memorial Day sale. Great time to customize a beautiful bullfrog for your very own experience. Uh, let's, uh, Gordon, let's jump out to the Sprint special guest line. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Joining the show now, the great Brad Rock with us on the big show. Brad, hello. How are you? I am good, Jake. You guys doing well? Wait, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is that really Brad Rock I'm hearing right it's, now? It's it's me. I've come. I've, I've come out of hibernation. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> I, Brad. I've gone dark. I've gone dark for a while, but uh, you got me back in the back in the in the media again. Are you? Uh, how's life treating you, man? It's going well. Yeah. I, uh. You know, my uh, my running schedule is picked up. I, I run every day. Uh, it's pretty good. I like it. Good. good. Well, there's yeah, no better funny. person to talk to than Brad Rock about Jerry Sloan. Uh, Brad, <laughs> you covered him. You covered him and his teams for so many years. I mean, as I've been trying to put, piece together my memories, I mean, it's a waterfall of memories. I'm sure it's that and more for you. It is, and you know how it is. It floods back, and Gordon, we've got a lot of them together when we were with yeah. Jerry and uh, and on road trips, and certainly Jake was at a lot of that stuff. But uh, yeah, there was just um, somebody asked me about the first time I met him, and it took one time. I mean, I was uh, the new beat writer. They assigned me. It was June 1990. And they had assigned me the beat writer, so I thought, well, the first thing I need to do is meet some people. So they set me up to go over to where the jazz offices were, and I went into a meeting, and there they are at a table. There's Jerry, Phil, uh, Larry Miller, Scott Layden, you know, all of the big shots, Frank Layden, and and, uh, they brought me and introduced them, and and Jerry uh, was just like Jerry's been ever since. And, you know, it took one introduction, and he called me by name after that. Yeah, I didn't have to keep telling him who I was. Uh, but I was impressed from the first time I met him. 
You know, it, my interactions with him, Brad, I, I, he was always he, he was always so understanding that people had a job to do. And I think that that translated to his coaching, too, because he expected you to to do your job. But it, it was funny at the beginning of my career. I'm sure you both will remember this. I mean, I had long hair and I wore hemp necklaces and I was not, you know, I, <laughs> I, was, I respect uh, that. I respect that. OK, yeah, keep going. <laughs> I, I was not somebody that Jerry necessarily identified with. Let me let me put it that way and and he was he was amazing he always answered my questions he always treated me uh unbelievably well if i asked a good question he would give a good answer and i i always appreciated the fact that he understood that that we all had a role to play and he respected that about us too i always loved that that, that is really well said. And, you know, uh, when I was the beat writer, I would ride on the team bus. Not that I had to, not that I necessarily, I even felt a little uncomfortable. But, but they wanted the beat writers on the team bus, and I was afraid I'd, you know, miss a story if I wasn't. And so you would ride with the team from the hotel to the arena if you wanted to. And, and, and Jerry basically told the players, you know, conduct yourselves um, so that you know, if there's a reporter there, you're not gonna you're not gonna be embarrassed. He he was he was okay with us uh, us being there on the team bus, and and uh, and he was a, such a straight up guy. He wasn't gonna try to keep a lot of secrets uh, from everybody. Yeah, you said it right, Brad. Straight up is a great way to say it. And and I remember one time, and I've told Jake this story before. But uh, maybe I've told you, Brad, but uh, one time, I know this is going to shock you, but one time I wrote something that uh, Jerry disagreed with, uh-huh. and uh, we were doing one of those big group interviews, and uh, when the interview in- ended, he turned to me and he said, I need to talk with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. we, went o- we went over in the corner of a gym, and he asked me to explain myself. And I explained my position on what I had written. Yeah. And then and then he told me why he disagreed, and he explained his side of it. And when we got done, we shook hands, and we walked away, and my respect for him was greater than it had ever been. Yeah. You know? How often yeah. do you see guys like that? No, that would, that would be Jerry and... Uh, I didn't have that experience with him. I do remember one time I wrote a column on Bobby Knight, and Jerry's son had played for Bobby Knight. And I walked into the uh, I walked into the arena that night for the Jazz game, and Jerry says, "Brad," I said, "What?" He says, "My son's looking for you." I said, "Why?" He said, "He played for Bobby. He he wants he wants a piece of you." I laughed, and Jerry just <laughs> smiled and shook his head and walked away. But uh, I, I I assume Jerry didn't agree with the column either. But uh, it was a similar experience. Brad Rock with us on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Brad, why do you think Jerry, John, and Carl were, were such a successful trio? Well, that, Jerry got their respect right away. I think that those were just guys that, you know, I, I think they, uh, they really weren't about themselves, and they, they, they really believed uh, what Jerry was telling them. And if you talk to them and if you talk to Mailman and John today, Jerry, Jerry treated him like men. I mean, Jerry, he might have yelled at him, but he treated him like men. He didn't treat him like little kids. He didn't treat him like they worked for him. He treated him like they were, you know, uh, on the same job as him and that, that, that they went to it together. And so, 
so it lasted forever. And the other thing is, you know, none of them had real aspirations. Uh, you know, Jerry came from McLeansboro, Illinois. Mailman from Summerfield, Louisiana. John from Spokane. Uh, I, I don't think playing in New York or, or coaching in New York was was that big a deal. And they were uh, they were all on the same page with that. We know Jerry was tough. We know he had a tender side as well, Brad. But address, will you please, uh, his acumen? Because I think from a basketball standpoint, he was a lot he – was, he was much smarter than he allowed himself to seem. Yeah, yeah, he always played that like, oh, people are smarter than me. Um, but all you got to do is look at his record. And, and guys would say, when you, when, you, when you went to play against Jerry, you were going to play a team that had been coached. And, uh, you know, they had been coached very well. And I think we knew that from going to practices uh, through the years when they would let us do that. So, yeah, I don't think, uh, you know, I, Jerry, what, what he did to me is he was phenomenal at getting what he could out of, out of what he had. You know, I look back on that, and I looked at those, you know, we watched those shows, The Last Dance, and I looked at the talent that the Jazz had, and other than the big three, uh, I look at that and say, you know what? There wasn't enormous talent on that team. There wasn't great depth on that team. Uh, but Jerry got him to the NBA Finals twice. And I, I think that, you know, that really speaks to what Jerry was able to do. I still don't know how he didn't get coach of the year for that 42 <laughs> season with, uh, yeah. you know, a, a team starring Keon Clark. I mean, uh, that, that's truly <laughs> remarkable. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't remember what. How many years was Larry Bird the coach, and he won it? He won, uh, you know, he was a coach three years or something. Uh, he won it. It, it. That will never, that will never resonate with me that Jerry didn't win Coach of the Year. You know, it's interesting because I'm not very good at math, but uh, I think I counted correctly that like seven or eight times Jerry was NBA Coach of the Month but never, never coach of the year. And I don't know whether that really bothered him all that much, but I do remember one thing that did bother him, Brad, mm-hmm. and maybe you remember this as well. Remember when he was uh, an assistant coach on the Olympic team and mm-hmm. he, he had followed the pattern that had been set. I think, was it Lenny Wilkins who was the head coach that, that yeah, year I when he was so. an assistant? And so he thought he was in line to be the head coach the following uh, Olympics, and, and it didn't work out that way. And I remember having a heartfelt conversation with Jerry about that, and he said, you know, that really did hurt me. He said, I'd yeah. like to know, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And he, yeah. the point was, he did nothing wrong. And for and for Jerry, that would matter. I mean, being yeah. coach of the uh, the team and representing the country, uh, some guys it's a nuisance. You know, uh, it's it's a, it's a, uh, a few weeks where they could be on vacation. But I don't think Jerry looked at it that way. But yeah, he was a genuine he was a genuine guy with with real feelings. I mean, uh, you know, I remember once uh, Gordon. Uh, when when Bobby died, I think it was when his wife passed away, and you know I wrote him a sympathy card and I and I sent it to him. Didn't think he'd even get the thing. And the next time I went to cover a game, uh, you know where we're all you know we're all gathered around him, and there's this scrum around Jerry before the game. He looks out across the heads and he sees me and he goes. Thank you, Brad. And everybody's like, what's that? And then he just conducted the interview. And then after 
uh, everybody left. He he hung around. He kind of stayed there, and then he pulled me aside and he said, "Brad, I really want to thank you for that card." And I thought, "That's Jerry." I mean, he didn't have to acknowledge that. I thought it was interesting that that twice he thanked me for sending him a, a, sympathy, a sympathy card. So uh, I think that was the real Jerry. He was he was a sincere person. Mm. Well, Brad, we can't thank you enough for jumping on the show today. Thank you very much. Okay, guys, it's good to hear from you. Hear you from afar. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you take care of yourself. Stay healthy, and I don't think we need to worry about that. He's see, Jake, Brad. When Brad was covering the Jazz, and when he was covering whatever assignment he had, you know, the other media members would be stumbling out of the, the hotel at like uh, eleven a.m. or something, and Brad had already run 10, 15 miles around the city here, and. I, I'm not going to tell you how slow that was, Gordon. I can't. I can't really describe how slow that was. But let's let's let the myth continue. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Brad. Good, Stay well. Good to hear from. Okay, guys. The great Brad Rock with us here on 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. I, I like that just, story. Uh, I like that story, Brad. That Brad told about uh, about Jerry acknowledging his uh, extension of sympathy because that that really is who Jerry Sloan was uh, that kind of personable that kind of attention to detail uh, I, I know a lot of coaches that that would have just flown right over their heads and they wouldn't even have taken the time to to even you know read it let alone uh, thank anybody for it afterward. You know, when she passed is right when I started uh, with the zone. That was right at the beginning of, of my career. And that that really had an impact on on Jerry Sloan to the point where there were a couple of times in the following years where he broke down in tears when he yeah. had a at a uh, when he was had a memory of Bobby. And uh, it's you know, he's such a tough guy. But that event and how could it not, by the way, but that event had such a big time impact on on him that was uh, that was uh, impactful on me watching him go through that well jerry was blessed with uh two great wives uh, bobby who did pass away after i think 41 years of marriage something like that and then tammy uh afterward just uh, uh terrific terrific women yeah, no doubt. All right, uh, coming up next, uh, we actually have an open segment, so I'm uh, I, I want to get your thoughts and maybe some memories from uh, from you, Gordon, uh, about Jerry Sloan at three o'clock. Steve Klauke is going to be on the show. Chris Morris at three thirty. Howard Beck at four. Steve Brown at four thirty. Craig Bowlerjack at five, and Randy Rigby at five thirty. I'm live at Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Come on down, see me. One hundred forty six South. Uh, right off of I-15, just head west. You'll uh, run right into us. It's their Memorial Day sale. A great time to get a bullfrog spa. Come down and check out what they've got. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. He was just one of those, uh, how do I put it, he was a hard-nosed guy. He was one of those guys that if you didn't understand him, you would think he just hated you. But he was actually trying to push you to get the best out of you at all times. And, you know, that's one thing me and Jerry got along with was I didn't mind him pushing me. That was part of our thing. You know, I was the big dog. and My thing was to protect the yard. And he was the leader of the yard. So, uh, obviously, I got to protect him. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. 
celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. We had an opportunity to bring our kids to practice one day. Coach Sloan taught our daughter her first word, uh, puck. <laughs> I have no idea what that means, really. Oh, yeah, you do. Think about it. What did it ride with? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Okay. Driving back home, she was saying that. I was like, no, baby, we, we was at basketball, not hockey. <laughs> Coach Sloan could care less about him. Knew I love him. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the Basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brick, Stone, and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out, rgsutahsiding.com. We are live at Bullfrog Spas here in Bluffdale. Uh, 668 West, 146 South, just off of uh, I-15. Really easy uh, to get to. Um, Coming up at the top of the 3 o'clock hour, we'll talk to Steve Klauke. Chris Morris will be at 3.30, and we're jam-packed with uh, guests throughout the day. If you want to leave an open mic, your thoughts on Jerry Sloan, we're going to put all those together and uh, air a big, long segment of them on, uh, on Tuesday. So any thoughts, share them via uh, the Zone Sports Network app. But, Gordon, I want to give you a moment to, to really steer the, the conversation whatever direction you want to go, whether it's about your column or uh, thoughts, memories. Uh, you covered Jerry Sloan, had a relationship with him for a long, long time. Well, let me just uh, go down a, a sort of a laundry list here of things that stand out to me about Jerry uh, on his humble upbringing in McLeansboro, uh, I remember Bobby uh, said of uh, Jerry, she said, this is a quote from her, uh, he was the youngest of 10 kids in a family that had a definite pecking order. By the time it came his turn, it was like, shut up. Even if he did good, he didn't know it. So uh, he's not uh, he's not on a pedestal. Uh, he's never been full of himself. He's been criticized his whole life. And that was a real quality to Jerry that was uh, human. He, uh, he really did not put himself on a pedestal. He thought of himself as, as the dirt farmer that people talk about him as being. And that, that, how often do you see that in an NBA head coach, Jake? Rarely. I mean, very rarely. He was, he he really was, he was normally, even, even my brother uh, posted online, uh, a story about his interaction with Jerry Sloan because they'd hang out at a supermarket when they were teenagers at uh, at odd hours, and Jerry would shop at odd hours because, you know, not as many people were were there, and they'd bump into each other enough to recognize uh, one another, and he would one day he just gave him a high five, just a kind of a nod, <laughs> and each one right down the row a high five. You know, <laughs> who, who who does that? I mean, I I think there are so many people in our community that have similar type stories because he was, he, he was a normal guy in the spotlight. Yeah, he, yes. But a, a normal blue collar American. Yeah. He used to drive a van around Salt Lake and, uh, you know, he'd wear that, that, that baseball cap or the John Deere cap, whatever. And, uh, I remember him telling me the story about how once he was mistaken for a limo driver by a woman on the street uh, and I think it was probably near that grocery store where you were just talking about. But anyway, this woman saw him 
And she walked up to the side of the van and asked him for a ride to the airport because she thought he was a limo driver. She thought he, she thought he was a shuttle driver. And uh, when she asked him that, Sloan said, uh, well, you know, I wasn't really planning on going to the airport, but if you really need a ride, I'll give you one. That's funny. I can't see Phil Jackson responding that way. No, no, I, I, I couldn't see that either. And then there's uh, the, one of the memories that I that I mentioned in my column today was when Stockton had his retirement party at the uh, at the arena, and uh, this was uh, Jerry was up uh, at the at the on the podium there, and he was talking and he was introducing John. It was left to him to introduce the places packed, you know. And he turned around after he introduced John. He turned around, and I was sitting where I was sitting. I could look directly into Jerry's uh, expression, and that look that he gave Stockton was so full of appreciation and respect. It told it told me everything I needed to know, or anybody would need to know about Jerry Sloan and what he thought was important, who he was was that kind of respect for somebody, a player, who played the game uh, and approached his job the way Jerry did. All right, Gordon, we'll get to Steve Klauke coming up next at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. I'm hanging out at Bullfrog Spas, and I love their motto, Gordon, uh, peaceful body, peaceful mind, peaceful home. Uh, Has there been a point in your lifetime where those three things were more important than they are right now? Uh, Probably not. Nope. I mean, uh, but anyway, uh, it, come on down. It's their Memorial Day sale. They have a lot going on. Uh, you can save up to 1500 bucks, 0% financing up to 60 months. But one real cool thing they're highlighting today, Gordon, is customizable. You can get a yeah. custom bullfrog spa for your house exactly what you want uh, and come down and, and take advantage of it and find out exactly what they can do for you. That, and that's what I did. And uh, so hot tub like I hot tub, man. Well, you can that, be. That you could hot tub like right Gordon either. Watson. No, uh, I'm not inviting everyone to come over to my hot tub, but go get your own. <laughs> Take care of uh, yourself like Gordon does with oh, a little fun spot. It, not, it feels so good. Oh, well, <laughs> that doesn't sound good either. It, it's worth it. Do it. Boy, you're just going to keep digging, aren't you? Yep, I sure am. Yeah, you I'm, sure I are. think I, I, there's a Chester sighting around here somewhere. All right, come down here. <laughs> Find out why the Bullfrog Spas, they literally are the <laughs> best spas in the world. 146 South, just west of I-15. Come see us. It's their Memorial Day sale. We'll have more Big Show. Steve Klauke joins us next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Celebrating the life of Utah jazz legend, Jerry Sloan. You could write a book, you could do magazines, you could do 15 documentaries, and I don't know if you'd ever capture the depth of Jerry Sloan, the man. There's an image, there's a feeling you have about a guy that's been your mentor and your idol and your coach for so long, and I know that he cares about me, and I feel like he cared about all his players, but I always felt some sort of special kinship with Jerry. I still do, from a father figure, coach, big brother, to the relationship we had as a coach and player, and then even as a friend, and it's one of those very, very few. It's very special for me. Honoring the memory of the Utah Jazz legend and member of the basketball Hall of Fame, Jerry Sloan.